You know, when you prepare and you prepare and you prepare and you work and you work and you work and you get to that edge and you're like, there's nothing left in me. Something else steps in. Something else takes over. And that's when beautiful, beautiful work is created. I've always felt immense fear. I was born with several causes. I have always felt small. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. Hey friends, welcome to today's episode of Fidget Friday. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host and I have been itching to create this episode, this topic for, I guess it's been right about a week now. I went on a road trip took my daughters back home to Arkansas to uh, attend one of my niece's birthday parties. Side note, 10, 12 hours by myself in a car with a six-year-old and a two-year-old and all the potty breaks and juice and Cheetos. It was crazy. But you know what? Jesus showed up in that car anyway to give his mercy and his grace and honestly, some great podcasts. I love going on road trips. I really do. I, I love to fly. I love, um, you know, the convenience of that. It's a little less stressful. But there's also something about getting in your car for hours and driving through fields. And there's my southern coming out, but not through fields, by fields. <laughs> I wasn't on a tractor. Um, just for hours and the kind of meditative state that you get in where, I don't know about you, I just, I, I just need to get away sometimes. And the symbolism of getting on the road and just leaving and driving and driving and driving. It just does a lot for my soul. And I always come back with something, with um, just feeling a feeling of uh, just being renewed, you know. And also, too, it allots the time for me to dive into kind of longer form podcasts that I don't normally have a lot of time for, Um And I just, I really wanted to share with you some big takeaways that I I came um, out of that trip with. And it's a little weird. So some of you, this might really turn you off or you're like, that Heather girl's a quack. But I mean, that's okay. This isn't for everybody. Um, Man, I'm 32 and I've been putting out a lot of content over the past several years I've explored so many different things. I'm, I'm a naturally curious person and also um, I'm one of those people that gets an idea and just immediately takes action on it. So I've tried a lot of different things, even just in my short amount of time being alive. And I mean, I've done, you know, the therapy bit in the sense of, you know, I went to school to be a therapist, spent seven years studying psychology and... Um, kind of entering into that mental health space. I've tampered in a lot of small business ventures from service-based to um, more passive income and online education and all of that. And then just from a um, personal standpoint, traveled a lot and um, led different teams, started nonprofits, just a lot of random things. And 
sometimes I just, I feel so unsettled because there's, you, you, you don't just nestle into one thing. At least I don't. People like me don't. It's kind of this constant sense of evolving and experimenting and playing. And we talked a lot about that last week with what am I on here or what am I here on earth to do? Uh, just about curiosity's peace and all of that. And so I've been really just accepting, well, maybe that's just who you are, Heather, and just love that and have fun with it. But there's this other element where I've kind of this unsettledness that isn't necessarily healthy where I'm like, it's kind of almost uh dissatisfaction and I don't I don't know where that's come from because there's been I'm just so grateful for I mean I'm not a multi-millionaire and I'm not like Oprah or anything but you know I I I can't complain like I'm just so grateful for for where I'm at right now in life but on this road trip I think it kind of hit me what's been going on with me over the past few years of just kind of this wrestling sense and I think it's this need and desire to create. I want to create things. (laughs) Um, My very first business was photography and that was kind of a physical form of creation. I got to see my work, a physical form. And then the show and all the stuff I've been doing online over the past few years has been a form of creation. And I just love people who have, you know, we talk about building great things here. We've leaned a lot into entrepreneurship on this show. And I think I'm interested in entrepreneurship, not because of the monetary implications of it, but because of the freedom that it brings and the idea that you can go from nothing or have a blank sheet of paper, (laughs) no tools, no nothing, and literally create something. You can build something, you know, and that's what's so cool about the internet. But I think where I've, the frustration has come in, and this is what we're really going to dig into, uh, is the spiritual implications of creation. Isn't that heavy? Lord Jesus. But that when you have a desire to create, and some of you won't resonate with this. Some of you don't have that desire, and that's okay. We're all different. But for those of you who have this deep need to create something, you know, and it could be a traditional artistic form that you think of like a play or a movie or a documentary or a podcast or whatever, or it could be, I want to create this book. I want to create this movement. I want to create this community. There's something that you want to build and create and express yourself through. And I think I'm just coming to terms with that's the need that I have, that it's not necessarily the outcomes that I need to focus on. Like I want to make a million dollars, you know, I want to do this and that, and none of that's wrong. I mean, I hope I do. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but really the deep need right now is just to create. But then when that with, when here comes the spiritual implications that I really wanted to dig into, there's this weird pressure, I guess, to also have your work accepted and for it to be scalable and for it to be able to grow and for it to be able to make sense long term. And that's where my struggle has been is the need and the desire to create something because it's in me to create versus also wrestling with the logic of it to make sure that it's sustainable. If it's, you know, like for instance, let's just talk very practical. I do three podcast episodes a week. I've been doing this for two years. And so there is the element of, I want to create something and put something good out into the world that hopefully makes a difference in your life. 
And there's also the other element of just the practicality of it, of, you know, do you need to create more episodes on this topic because it resonates with more people or have this guest on because, you know, they are a hive status. And you know what I mean? Like there are, so it's this, it's this battle between expression and logic. I think that sometimes I, I, I kind of grind against. And um, I wanted to share with you, a couple of things that really just moved me, um, specifically on this road trip and then this week, some follow-up conversations I had. I listened to this episode. Man, I should have looked it up before. I'll make sure I drop it in the show notes. It was uh, Rob Bell. Let me pull up my phone. Rob Bell interviewed Kristen Hodges, I think. I may be wrong on that. Um, I'm scrolling to see. Um, I believe it's Kristen Hodges. She is a apparently a famous director of plays and have put on or producer of plays. She's done a lot of Broadway shows. Um, but they were having this discussion and please forgive me if it's not Kristen Hodges. I'll, I'll, I can't find it right now. They were having this powerful, powerful discussion about how creative work is only really realized when it's given to an audience. So she said that for her plays, she often until the plays are being viewed by an audience, does she not really understand what the play is actually really about? Like they create this piece of work. They work so hard on it, but it's not until the execution that they really are like, wow, that's what that is. And they understand it to a deeper level. It's like the work itself is an entity on its own. And I think that's such a beautiful explanation. And Rob Bell uh, said the same thing, that when he gives his talks, he's like a one-man show. You know, he gets up and does these hour, hour and a half talks all over. Um, and they're, and they're, they're, it's like a speech, but it's way more, um, it's a performance, honestly. And he said the same thing. You know, he'll work really hard and he'll prepare and he'll do all of this stuff, but it's not until it's delivered to the audience that he even gets what this is really about and what that creation is supposed to be. And I loved that visual explanation because to me it said, work hard and create, but know that it's through the execution and the delivery that you really figure out what that was all about. So it's this beautiful balance of um, spirituality, of trusting that there's something bigger at play and there's something outside of yourself, and then also the practicality of the execution. So it's not either or, it's yes and. And as someone who is creating, I'm not making plays and I don't have a one-man show. Maybe I do with Fidget Friday. <laughs> I've, I've learned so much about myself and what I want to create by creating. By creating. You have all these ideas in your head of what things should look like or what you want. I mean, how many of you uh, really realized what you wanted in a spouse? <laughs> after you uh, started dating somebody for a really long time, you're like, oh, that's not important to me. Or, oh, that is important to me. You know, you kind of figure everything out through the process. But unfortunately, a lot of people just either don't start the process or they get stuck and they think that it's final without realizing that it's every experience is revealing something to you. It's giving you clues and hints of what's next, what's to come, who you are and what you're meant to do. But do we trust that, you know, because I don't know about you, I'm a type A person and I like to control things and give me a to-do list, but man, when you have to enter into that surrender space of saying, you know what, 
I might start this, um, I don't know, this comedy show. <laughs> I've been researching a lot of comedy people because I think they're awesome. Comedians, not comedy people. I mean, I lost my train of thought. Heather, I, I get so distracted with myself. It's crazy. I'll say something stupid and then I'm like, I don't even know what I was talking about. Yeah, we'll just let that one go. So the point is, I wanted to to bring that up, that we have to trust. We have to trust that there's something greater at work, but we also have to be faithful and show up. And we had this beautiful conversation with um, Lila Smith in the Content Lab. We have a membership site for content creators, people who are putting out their work in the world through blogs and podcasts and YouTube channels and all of that. Just a beautiful community um, really focused on work that matters. And we meet a few times a month via Zoom and have just really incredible conversations. And we also have an expert come in once a month and teach us on something. And this month we were studying connection. So Lila Smith, she was an actress for like 10 years in New York. And now she teaches globally about communication and how to strengthen your message. And she shared with us about connection. And one of our members I, I struggle with this so much too. One of our members said something about they really struggle because their innate instinct is to be kind of childlike in their work. They want to create things of with wonder and um, I forgot the exact word they used. I think it might have been delight. That's what it was, delight. Um, courageous, courageous with how delightful their work is. I think that's exactly what he said. I just thought that was beautiful. Um, but also there is, I understand that hesitation of like, man, I feel like I am a creator. I want to put out work into the world and create something beautiful. But also too, I'm 30. I'm supposed to be grown up and carry a briefcase and act normal. You know what I mean? And here I am over here wanting to, you know, recreate the greatest showman and have some kind of dance party in my city. You know what I mean? Like where, how do we fit in responsibility and execution and all of this and also to embrace that creative, beautiful side that is calling you, calling you to lean into that. I want to play a clip from that mastermind call we had uh, and what Lila Smith said in response to this. Being childlike does not mean unprofessional. Lots of professionals are getting huge results connecting with other people who love childlike people, who love wonder and excitement and delight. So those are going to be your communication partner. The more of yourself that you let out into the world, the more visible it will become. So when you, when you think about what you want to attract, it's not just a matter of like hopes and prayers. It's actual visibility. It's letting people see, I value delight. I want to be courageous in how, how delightful I allow myself to be. So I'm going to intend to delight my communication partner. What I love about this idea, and it sounds so cliche, it, it really does, but there was such a freedom in, you know, the thing that naturally comes up for you, the thing that you want to create, the curiosity you have, it's there to be expressed. And the more that we can lean into who we really are and what we really want to create and really acknowledge it, it was placed there by a higher being. Like it's implanted in us for a reason to be expressed. And we have to trust the process that we honor what's there. We execute on it. And then we honor the data that it gives us back, how it's received by other people, how we felt when we gave it. And so we can you know, structure it and change it and try again and just always being led by this blind faith and this beautiful curiosity that, hey, 
this is here for a reason and I can trust this process. And when we lean into that, sometimes we really create the most beautiful pieces. And I wanted to kind of end the episode. No call to action. I'm not going to read a review or all that stuff that I normally do at the end. I want to just stop here and leave you guys with this beautiful piece by my dear friend and listener, Aaron Brown out in Australia, who has a second chance studio Perth all the way in Australia. So cool. But we were chatting over Instagram and he was telling me about this kind of dark place he was entering into of just some stuff he was really struggling with. And he just felt moved to move over to the piano and just sing to God. And he was so kind and generous to let me share this with you. He shared it privately with me. And I was like, Aaron, that is so beautiful. Do you mind if I share it on the show? And the reason I want you guys to listen to this is because this was not planned and this is unedited. And as someone who, you know, produces music, I know he could probably be super nitpicky about all the little details and all of that. But sometimes as a creator, we get so caught up in, again, that tactical side, which is important and has its place. But sometimes it also blocks the spiritual element of like, release, let go, like sing, write, play, be curious, be childlike. Because that's the work. You know, when you prepare and you prepare and you prepare and you work and you work and you work and you get to that edge and you're like, there's nothing left in me. Something else steps in. Something else takes over. And that's when beautiful, beautiful work is created. This is what Aaron created in those moments where he just felt led to move to the piano. It was so beautiful. It was such surrender. I just want to end the episode with this. I love you so much. I'm in your corner. My love. And I'll talk to you soon. Because you gave it all to us. Now I stand here in your love. And I don't care what has gone down, no. I trust in you. I trust in you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I trust in you, oh God, yeah, I trust in you, oh Lord, when I thought I would Fold into a heap When my heart My heart Was breaking into And you saw 
Oh God, you, you saw me. Oh, and you came. Yeah, you came. And you consoled me. Hey, yeah. Without it. Oh, God, without, without it. I would not be here. I would not be here. You were so wonderful. You were so beautiful, Lord. That I just wanna sing. I wanna sing. And worship you. And honor, honor you, yeah. Oh, boo, oh, hey. I thank you for, I thank you for it all. Oh, Yeah. I thank you for. I thank you for. Yeah, Jesus. You are so precious, Lord. I gotta keep telling you, you are, you are. Oh God, you're so precious, Lord. Yeah, yeah, God, you are, you are. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, you. Hey, yeah. I worship you. I worship you, my God. Hey, yeah, yeah. I Oh, I'm grateful, grateful every day.